Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I'm solid to the crack, never change me and my son the rain. It gets wet when we hang. I'm solid, could touch the blue part of the flame. The blue part of the flame. And nothing I just wanna roll with those. Welcome Sportfire, the sports comedy podcast that believes that we will win both the USWNT and Barbie over Oppenheimer at the box office. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, getting angry at the MLB All-Star Game jersey pants being black like some kind of dork-ass Tim Gunn, and feeding distracting audio into a pitcher's ear mid-game of gerbils tittering. Big show today, 2023 USWNT star Naomi Gurma on behalf of Rockin' Protein, followed by two-time Women's World Cup champion and current commentator Carly Lloyd, courtesy of Frito-Lay. But first, let's take a quick trip through the headlines. Spurs sensation Victor Wembanyama's Summer League debut did not go as planned. He shot 2 of 13 from the field, got posterized by Kai Jones, and it was an accessory to an assault of a beloved pop star. But other than that, Mr. Lincoln, how was Victor Wembanyama's Summer League debut? And why were you there, Mr. Lincoln? Video of the incident showed Britney Spears running up to tap Wembanyama and a member of his security detail violently pushing her hand away. And that security guard was Jonah Hill. Thought she wanted to go surfing with Wemby, had to put the kibosh on that, just no touching. What an introduction to celebrity culture for San Antonio's rookie Frenchman. Sometimes, if you're in the NBA, you're just walking, minding your own business, you get to where you're going, and your security guard is like, hey man, not a big deal, but I think I may have smacked former Mouseketeer Britney Spears. Pretty hard, yeah. Yeah, everybody saw it's on video. Anyway, I'm gonna go grab a Jersey Mike's. Good luck! Not sure what Britney was doing at Summer League either, trying to scoop shams on the Dame trade details, starting a residency at James Dolan's Giant Eyeball, personal trainer for Chet Holmgren. Grant Williams went from the Celtics to the Mavericks in a sign-in trade last week. Boston will miss Williams' feistiness, while Dallas will miss the playoffs entirely after committing to Kyrie Irving. Williams will report to Dallas as soon as he finishes complaining to the refs about a call in February. He got all ball in February. A flash mob interrupted the Live Golf event in London this past weekend. They danced to LMFAO's party rock anthem and flailed their limbs wildly in an accurate preview of what the event's organizers would later do to their limbs. Zion Williamson says he plans to follow the LeBron James model moving forward. You can follow the model, Zion, but please don't DM it. The Yankees fired hitting coach Dylan Lawson after finishing a first half where they ranked towards the bottom in most offensive stats. Rumor has it that new hire Sean Casey comes armed with the brilliant strategy of, uh, bring Aaron Judge back? Like, where is he? Where did he go? Things of that nature? The Pittsburgh Pirates selected LSU pitcher Paul Skeens first overall in the 2023 MLB Draft. 
We're excited to get a special talent like this in our system, said Pirates owner Bob Nutting. Before continuing, one quick question. What is a pitcher? Blue Jays slugger Vladimir Guerrero Jr. won the 2023 Home Run Derby in Seattle. He and his dad became the first father-son combo to win the event, as well as the clear inspiration for Julio Rodriguez Sr.'s recent steroid binge. Lionel Messi has landed in the United States ahead of his unveiling with Inter-Miami. And then as soon as the unveiling is over, he'll sprint full speed across the blacktop and take off into the sky again. Tyson Fury and Francis Naganu are reportedly set for an epic battle in Saudi Arabia, and this mention of the UFC is how you know it's mid-July. We are trying. We really are. I will not be watching that. You have to pay to watch that. But there is one big event coming up on the sports calendar this month, and that's the 2023 Women's World Cup. Ahead of the curtain rising, I was able to speak with both the legendary Carly Lloyd, now commentating on the action, as well as star defender Naomi Gurma, who's about to play in her first World Cup. Naomi came to us courtesy of Rockin' Protein, and she is the newest member of Team Rockin', a roster of top athletes who don't compromise on their protein drinks any more than they compromise on their ambitions. Let's start with that conversation about being selected first overall in the NWSL draft, following in the footsteps of legends, and of course, Rockin' Protein, which is where Naomi begins. Going, this is a World Cup year for me, so um, big year on the field. So I think just going into the year, um, I knew recovery was something that I really wanted to prioritize, um, but I also didn't want to give up um, the flavor. I'm a bit of like a picky eater drinker. Um, so um, partnering with Team Rockin was um, just like a no brainer, great flavor, um, good nutrients, sustains energy. So um, yeah, I'm really excited that to kind of have them as like a staple in my training regimen now um, and in the build up to the World Cup. Ahead of the World Cup, you also turned pro right out of Stanford and ended up as the first overall pick in the draft. At, at what point did you sort of have this feeling that, okay, you, you might get taken first? Oh, um, <laughs> um, I had like a little bit of like conversations beforehand. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think just hearing my name in the draft was like, just like, hearing the confirmation was such a cool moment for me. I was with my friends and we just celebrated together. So yeah, it was, it was a really big moment. It started my professional career and I'm just so happy it landed me in San Diego. Yeah. You're, you're playing there now, but you're, you're also pursuing a master's degree at Stanford. How have you managed to pull that off? Um, It's not been easy. Yeah. <laughs> barely. On, yeah. Yeah. I'm on a, I'm took a leave of absence this quarter just to focus um going into the world cup but um all of last year i took a few units during while playing and um yeah education has always been really important to me and i was accepted into this master's program before i left stanford and um they offer it part-time so um i thought you know i should just do it <laughs> and um yeah i've learned a lot and it's like I enjoy the program. So I think that makes it a lot easier to feel motivated to do it. You mentioned that you're a bit of a picky eater, or at least like you demand flavor. You're in San Diego. It's it's one of the best food cities. Like, what are your go to spots? Ooh, I like um, 
I like La Perla and Karina's tacos for Mexican food, which is very good in San Diego. Um, let's see. I like, I go to, it's called Red Sea, which is an Ethiopian restaurant, um, which I would argue gives the most flavor of any food I, I eat. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's a lot of good spots. I'm still, I still have a list of places I want to try and I've been living there for a year. Yeah, I, I I was there for like four days and I the list was long. Uh, so I yes. can only imagine. Yeah. Um, so we were heading into the World Cup. It's your first World Cup. Um, who you know, have you spoken to, I assume, a number of USWNT icons at this point? Who's done the most maybe to prepare you for what you should expect? I, I know you've been playing professionally alongside Alex Morgan for a little bit. Yeah, I would definitely say um Alex just being together in the club environment. Um, and here has been great for me, like starting from starting last year, going into my first camps and just having someone to like give you a little bit of advice and um, just kind of like clue you into what to expect. So uh, going into World Cup, she's definitely been a great uh, support for me and has helped me a lot. And it's now your turn to sort of step into Becky Sauerbrunn's role. How has she helped prepare you a little bit for that transition? Yeah, she's she's been great um I think I've learned a lot just playing alongside her um and you know like the way she communicates the way she defends the way she leads so um yeah I think just I've like the greatest learning is probably like seeing them in action uh more than like anything she could tell me so I think that like throughout this year and last year getting to play alongside her has been really influential on me and has helped me a lot I also spoke to Julie Ertz a few weeks back when the roster hadn't been released yet. Like she was fighting for it. She didn't know if she'd make it or not. And and now that she is going to be, you know, competing alongside you, what does it mean to you? And what does it mean to the team that, you know, she officially fought her way back to join the roster heading into this important international competition? It means a lot to the team. I mean, um, her impact on this, um, on the U.S. Women's National Team has been like, massive over the years so I think to have her with us um, both as a player and a leader um, is really great for us and um, yeah I just think um, having someone who's lived it and experienced it is always very helpful. What is sort of the toughest challenge that you anticipate this edition of the team facing in World Cup play and, and what about for yourself personally as well what's like the number one thing that you're looking to overcome heading into this tournament? I'm not sure. <laughs> I I, <laughs> I think the, I know the obstacles and the challenges will for them themselves as we go, but I think just for this group, um, staying together and just relying on each other to really face them and attack anything that, you know, gets in our way is what's most important. I think that like talking to other players, that's been what's most important in World Cups in the past as well. So um, I think staying true to that and just making sure that we stay as one collective unit is really important. I read your Sports Illustrated story as well, and it, it becomes immediately clear that your family is extremely important to your progression as a soccer player and, and soccer star, and you, you picked it up from your father. Um Tell me a little bit more about how your father's passion for soccer led you into developing your skills and pursuing this path. Yeah, my dad, um, well, both my parents grew up in Ethiopia and came to the U.S. in their 20s. So um, 
in Ethiopia, soccer is very, very popular. So my dad played growing up. Um, he That's his favorite sport. He's always loved it. Um, and when me and my brother were born here in San Jose, um, he wanted us to have a way to play. And um, so he started this uh, this organization called Malada Soccer Club. And it was just where the Ethiopians in the Bay would get together and play soccer on Saturdays. It's very informal. But um, yeah, that his love for soccer is why I started playing and um, I quickly realized why he loved it so much and fell in love with it myself so um, yeah that was like when I was probably like four or five when I started playing and I never looked back. The piece also mentions um, like you, your friend Jenna a, a time when you know she takes you to practice you put the shin guards on wrong and she's like what? <laughs> this girl but then you get out there and like dominate everybody anyway from the jump. Like, do you recall that moment as well? What What was that like from your perspective? Yeah, I remember um, her grandpa picked us up from the YMCA after school program and we were getting ready in the car. And yeah, I tried to put my shin guards on outside my socks, which is what I did. And she was like, like, oh my God, Naomi, what are you doing? And um, I just remember being like um, very nervous to, you know, step outside of my comfort zone of playing on the weekends at the park and like actually going to a team's training um, coach with organized matches with jerseys and everything. It was like a very different, like different experience from what I had had in the past. So um, yeah, I was grateful that I was riding with my friend Jenna and I didn't show up looking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll wrap with this too. I, uh, you know, in, in the piece, I've got two more, if that's all right. The, the piece mentions, you know, sort of a letter from, you know, Jenna's younger self to her older self, where she's talking and she hopes that you are still competing. Um, if you were to write a letter to that younger version of yourself now, what would you tell her about how far you've come? Ooh, um, I would tell her we made it pretty far. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, just like, to be confident, don't second guess yourself, um, and just enjoy the ride. Um, I think like youth soccer sometimes gets stressful when it should be enjoyable. And that's like pressure from outside and just a lot of different things that go into it, like scholarships for college, like all these things. So I would just say like, it's going to work out. Just enjoy it and keep having fun with your friends. And speaking of the opposite of stressful, I, I also watched you describe your celebrations on the pitch. You called yourself a woo girl. Um, <laughs> I would love if you could expand on that a little bit. Yeah, I actually think I learned I learned that term in college. And we'd be like, some girls are just like, you, sometimes like you're just a woo girl. And like everything gets you like cheering and like, you know, <laughs> like just, yeah, I just, I feel like I'm someone who will like cheer on my teammates and um like a woo girl isn't just like in on the field it's like off the field like you get excited you're like you just you know you want to cheer <laughs> so yeah I think a woo girl um definitely is an accurate description of me I, I know there are more on the team I'm not the only one <laughs> <laughs> well Naomi thank you so much um best of luck in, in the world cup and where can fans who are looking for rock and protein find it um, just your local grocery store, convenience store, anywhere. Um, I definitely recommend it. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, Naomi, thank you so much. Uh, looking forward to seeing that chemistry in action. Thank you. 
But wait, there's more. Seriously, Carly Lloyd has all the experience Gurma is hoping to gain throughout the rest of her career. She's a two-time Women's World Cup champion and proud owner of a hat trick in the 2015 World Cup final. And she comes to us on behalf of Frito-Lay's new Taste of Greatness ad campaign, which will run throughout the tournament. Please enjoy Carly's unique insights as she transitions into broadcasting. I know I did. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, I'm here with USWNT legend Carly Lloyd on behalf of Frito-Lay. And Carly, first to get started, I would love to know more about your partnership with Frito-Lay and how your upcoming TV spot came together. Well, good to be chatting with you. Um, so this year's spot, which I was thrilled to be part of because it's uh, it's a really awesome spot. And I think uh, it's going to capture a lot of people's attentions when they've got their TV on and they're tuning in for the World Cup or just, you know, happen to be, you know, watching uh, something else. So the spots taste of greatness. Um, I basically get to play a, an animated version of myself, which is a, a, you know, created using like a 3D body scanning technology. Um, and so it's a, it's a game with some incredible soccer players, past, present, legends, um, and we're, you know, our, our colors of our uniform are the chips, the Frito-Lay chip colors. Um, and so I was green, which is the, the pop corners, sea salt flavor, um, which I, I like myself as well. And I'm also playing a broadcaster. So I'm a broadcaster in the beginning of, of a bit, which is, you know, correlates to, to my spot um, that I'm going to be for the next six weeks at the Women's World Cup working for Fox Sports uh, as a studio analyst. And then, you know, I'm this 3D, 3D animated, uh, you know, version uh, of a soccer player. So I think, you know, what I love about this is this is the first time I've really been part of a, a spot that kind of bridges all, you know, generations of players, you know, players like Mia Hamm, Brandy Chastain. I've obviously played with Abby Wambach. I didn't get to play with Marta or with Christine Sinclair, but I've played many times against them. And then, you know, obviously Mallory Swanson, Julie Ertz, um, <clears throat> tons of, of, of former players, Brianna Scurry. I mean, um, you know, Crystal Dunn. So, yeah, it's just a, a cool little spot that I 
that, that, that just bridges all of these players together. And, you know, I think it just speaks volumes to how far the game has come. Um, the growth, the history of the women's soccer, it's just inspiring other future generations of girls to dream big. And um, I think we can't forget how far the game has come. And, and that is due to the former players that have, have just continued to pass on, um, you know, all of their, their values and, and what they did for the game and, and how great they were. So, yeah, it's really, really exciting spot. I think there's going to be a lot of people that, that really love, love to see it. And you mentioned in the spot, you know, you're, you're playing and you're also, you appear as an announcer and you are going to be working, you know, at doing analyst work in this upcoming women's world cup. Um, how have you managed to, you know, thread that needle and, and move from the pitch to being on the other side of the microphone? Like, how do you sort of knowing, you know, these women so well, how do you sort of, you know, balance your criticism and, and learn from what it was like to be on the other side of that mic? Well, I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's a balance. It's, you know, I'm, I'm not there to, you know, criticize a, a bad pass or, you know, something, a missed opportunity or a missed shot. I mean, that's, that's all part of the game. We've all made mistakes. We've all missed opportunities. Um, you know, I, I think what I bring is, is the, the mindset into a player of, of being at these events and, Perhaps, you know, if a team's going down, you know, what's the mindset, what's the thinking process that, that's coming from players. Um, and, you know, when I see teams or, you know, players maybe not performing at the level that they can perform, I mean, of course, you know, it's it's going to be something that's that's going to be talked about. Um, maybe the the U.S. don't come out as as electrifying in the, in the opening game, maybe there's nerves, you know, there's 14 players out of the 23 that have never played in a world cup final. There's going to be nerves. There's going to be moments where, you know, we're going to be a little nervous um, and that's okay. And, you know, I think that's, that's the beauty of, of, of what I'm going to be bringing as well as several other people um, that will be on the desk with me, Heather O'Reilly, who's experienced it, Karina LeBlanc, um, we've all experienced those moments. So it's for me about always being me, uh, you know, always being honest, fair. Um, I think that I've been out of the game, you know, long enough to be able to just give an honest assessment. And and that's what viewers want to see. You know, I'm not going to just say what, what everybody, you know, perhaps wants to hear. I think, I've always been somebody that's been, you know, true to myself and been honest. And sometimes people don't like the honesty, but I think that, you know, that's going to be the beauty of, of, you know, seeing this world cup unfold. And, uh, you know, it, it doesn't matter where you start a world cup because every world cup that I've been a part of has started off, you know, differently and ended differently. And, um, you know, sometimes there's going to be some, scrappy games where you just have to get a result and that is perfectly fine because then you're moving on to the next round so it doesn't always have to be pretty and perfect and um you know I'm just going to bring uh you know my experiences and and things that I see that that maybe the casual fan doesn't see and uh yeah have some fun with it have you tried to play a, a mentorship role at all with the USWNT heading into this year's World Cup like you said to try to transition that winning mentality 
or have you mostly just you know stood back and tried to let things play out in the locker room yeah i mean i'm not involved in any capacity with the team um my mentorship and and my leadership was was done while i was playing you know giving it everything i have every single game trying to be the the most hard, hardest working player um, on the fields, during practices, during games. And so those players that have played with me uh, that are still currently on the roster, um, you know, the, hopefully I've left my mark because that that was ultimately, you know, what I just strive to do. And, and the players that I didn't have the opportunity to play with, um, you know, are learning from others within the squad. But I think, you know, there's, there's still uh, a couple of players that have you know, been immersed in that 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 U.S. women's national team culture of mentality and that DNA that is just festered from generation to generation that are still there um, that can provide that. You know, Kelly O'Hara, um, you know, she bleeds that. I mean, she would she would run through a brick wall. You've got Julie Ertz, who, uh, you know, is the epitome of that. Um, and so there's you know, there's players there that can that can help the younger players and um, that blend is, is going to be key for sure. Yeah. I spoke to Julie Ertz a couple weeks back and it was when the roster wasn't finalized yet. And, and obviously now she's, she has made the club. How much do you think her inclusion is going to help the team and also help the team with that, that hole that losing Becky Sauerbrunn creates? Well, I think that it's become even more crucial, especially with Becky Sauerbrunn. Um, I think, you know, this is perhaps the first roster where we may see a lot of interchanging going on within p- positions. Um, you've got, you know, the front three that can spread across, uh, you know, those those three spots. You don't have a, a like-for-like um sub, I guess you could say for Alex Morgan. Um, I would imagine that she's not going to play every single minute of every game. So I think we're going to see some, some flexibility up top. Um, and then, you know, with Julie Ertz, um, you know, obviously crucial, you know, we don't, we know that Julie's been training, she's been playing in games and and I have no doubt um, with Julie's heart and will and and mentality and all that, but you know, how is she going to be in games? You know, I think that that's still going to be determined and and no one knows. I don't even think Julie knows, you know, she's going to just do everything possible to get herself ready and, and fit and sharp. Um, but with Rose Lavelle being injured, kind of heading into this, I, I think there's a, a bit of a question mark with her. So I think that we can see Julie, you know, in the midfield. Um, but now, you know, we may see Julie, depending on how things go, more in that center back position, um, especially for with Becky Sauerbrunn out. And uh, I, I think aside from Kelly O'Hara and Crystal Dunn, you know, there is some some inexperience going on on that back line. Um, and Julie can obviously provide that leadership and and just that commanding presence that she has uh, in the center of the park. So uh, I think I think game to game, it's it's going to be sort of a, a game time decision that that Vlaku may roll out, you know, totally different lineups in the past. We've we've had, you know, similar lineups being rolled out and, and players you know, just plugging into their respective positions. We could even see Crystal Dunn in the midfield. I just don't think that Blacko and Onofsky's ruling anything out at this moment. 
switching gears just a little bit uh, before we wrap, I read that you are sort of a local coffee fiend and you love finding local spots wherever you travel. I, I also like to do that. Um, I know it's hard to pick one, but what's your favorite that you maybe stumbled into recently during your travels? Uh, you know what? I actually, I stopped drinking coffee from like February and I just kind of picked it up. I was giving yeah. myself a little caffeine do- detox. Uh, <laughs> the first week of the intense headache was a little tricky, but I powered through and and then a couple weeks of kind of feeling a little sluggish. Um, and I've just kind of went with it. And and it, and honestly, I, I felt really good without having coffee. I'm usually just one cup a day, either black coffee or a little cappuccino with some oat milk. Um, but now that I've picked it up back up again, um, going to Sydney, I'm hearing the coffee's really good there. So um, it's going to be, you know, tempting. But um, I, you know, we usually get, get coffee. I order coffee, uh, from, from two guns, which is out in California. When we would train out there, we would, you know, go to that coffee, coffee place. Um, I've got a couple local coffee places here, but I usually just make it in my house and, um, try different beans, but uh, I do like, you know, trying out different coffee shops. So I'm sure I'll get to experience that in Sydney. Good to hear that you're uh, recovering from that initial withdrawal a little bit. Um, here on behalf of Frito-Lay, uh, you've got this incredible team put together for the spot, uh, of those players in the spot, who do you want taking that final PK? You, Brandy, I mean, game on the line, who's taking that kick? I mean, uh, of course. Yeah. I mean, I would be up for it. Um, I think that's, you know, the, the mentality of, you know, kind of having that champion mentality, but. I mean, you look at everybody in this moment, in this spot. I mean, you know, I'm sure Mia would want it, Abby, Brandy, um, Marta, Sinclair. I mean, I just think, yeah, uh, not so sure Julie would maybe want to step up um, (laughs) or Crystal. I mean, you know, Mal, I think they've all they've all taken PKs in their in their time. But um, yeah, I think there's I think there's several players that would would step up and and take it well carly lloyd thank you so much for joining me and we're excited to watch your commentary and the women's world cup coming up this month appreciate it good chatting Woo! naomi germa again courtesy of rockin protein and carly lloyd courtesy of frito-lay i am of course courtesy of threads try threads and now my final flame isn't it time we slowed down the Victor Wembanyama hype train just a little bit? Before his first summer league contest, you'd think he was the second coming of the savior. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound, and tall enough to reach the Weedabix on the top shelf of the A&P. After his summer league debut though, I'm not sure about the first two, though he's absolutely confirmed tall enough to grab cereal. In his first contest with the big boys, he shot just 15% from the floor. Now, I'm not a mathematician anymore, but even I know that higher percentages are better, and many numbers are higher than 15. 18, for instance. So, who's at fault here? Coaching? Training? Stamina? Was the Frenchman bred for greatness, or did we not baguette what we were promised? No, I did not watch his second summer league game. So
saw all I needed to in the opener, considering I intended to deliver the same scathing message regardless of results. Now's the time where I think it's important to point out I've always been a Scoot Henderson guy. I thought he should have gone second, of course, but would you believe I also thought he should have gone first this year and last year? Please, if you remember nothing else, remember that I said this and don't remember when I said it. To the victor go the spoiled, I guess. And while he may not have met Brittany, he certainly carried himself on the court like he felt superior to his teammates. Is there a genie in that bottle? Or did Wembenyama simply rub us the wrong way? Voulez-vous coucher avec blah? Ce soir. I remember when first overall pick simply played the game. And I'm missing those days like Candaya. That's it. My thanks again to Naomi Gurma and Carly Lloyd. Go USWNT. We'll see you in two Thursdays. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.